Powered by Subla X, OQ's innovation hub, this is Subla X Podcast, an OQ podcast. I'm Suha Luhaybi from the IMO, and today I'm hosting this episode with Amira Betisak. Hi, how are you? Hi, Amira. Hi. Please introduce yourself. Well, my name is Amira Betisak. I am part of the IMO, the Integration Management Office, specifically in the Blueprint team. And just in my spare time, I'm trying to get a book published this year. You're writing a book. Yeah. As well as having a full-time job. Yeah, and having a kid. (laughs) And having a baby. (laughs) So can we start from the beginning? Tell me more about your job history, starting with your first job. Um, First job ever. I was, uh, I got basically the, the moment I actually did my last final. Um, I had a bachelor's in organizational behavior. I did my last final and then I had an interview the same day with Tecato. And I got the job and they were like, when can you start? And they're like, next week. And I said, okay. <laughs> so I started uh, in the HR consultancy firm Tecato. A few weeks into it, they found an opportunity for me to kind of shadow slash be someone's PA in the Ministry of Finance. And I did that for a year where I basically managed uh, and coordinated projects for their consultants. So the the ministry had a lot of projects with consultants all around the world, and they needed someone to coordinate all those projects. did that for a year, and I continued my career back in Takata for a while, doing the same thing. And then in OOC, Oman Oil Company, the investment arm of the Omani government, and then, well, now in OQ, in the integration office. Amazing journey. So tell me, tell me more about you writing a book. Um, is it a hobby or is it something that you felt like you had to do as an accomplishment? <clears throat> I don't want to get real cheesy, but it kind of, I kind of got a, a reading bug when I was really young from my dad. He had a, like a proper library in our house when we grew up. So and you grew up reading a lot of books. Yeah, I grew up reading a lot. One summer, I was always complaining about how I'm bored all the time. And my dad was like, if you finish a book, I'm going to give you one riyad. <laughs> and, and that was your motive. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to read all the books. <laughs> so I read around at the end of the summer. I went to his, he has a little desk on his library. And I said, I read 35 books. So you got 35 riyads. And he didn't expect that. <laughs> did you really read 35 books? Yeah, during three wow. months. Yeah, I did that. I genuinely didn't do anything. Like, I didn't go outdoors. I was so pale that summer because I was just <laughs> indoors <laughs> reading so what books. So what did you basically read about? Was it anything very my, random? My dad's tastes are very particular. He has, like, you know, like, American authors from, like, the 1950s and very l- Russian literature-type mm-hmm. scary kind of really sad books, which I didn't enjoy, but I forced myself to read. And they're, like, well-written. I'm not being... <laughs> I'm not saying Russian literature isn't well written. It's beautifully written. Russian literature. But like um, I was 13 at the time. Yeah, you were too young for those books. And I was like, why is the world so bleak and sad? (laughs) But I enjoyed enjoyed reading Tolstoy. And uh, a little too sad for me at the time, but I enjoyed it. Does does that reflect to what you're writing right now? Not at all. Um, (laughs) My influences are very different. What I told, what, what I had the conversation with my dad was... After the 35 riyad payment was due, he mentioned about me like, oh, you should read the rest of my books. And he was really excited about like one of his kids loving reading. So he kept recommending all these books. Like you should read Wuthering Heights. You should read. And I just looked at him and I thought, I don't like any of your books. So (laughs) 
can I use my 35 riyas to go buy books that I would like oh, to wow. read? And he goes, yeah. And he took me to a little place called the Family Bookstore, which doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't. That's, that's really sad. It's I'm so sad. It's not, yeah, I used to love that bookstore. Yes, yeah, so I went there and I bought a bunch of <coughs> like Agatha Christie novels and like mystery, like all the Sherlock Holmes, all the works of uh, Tolkien, which is like the Lord of the Rings series. So a lot of fantasy, mystery, thrillers. That that's my that's my whole thing. That's what I love reading. Do you mind me asking what genre are you writing? Currently, I'm I'm writing a psychological thriller. Oh. With that's that gonna, with yeah. like a Omani theme. <laughs> 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 that sounds really interesting. I, I hope so. They're supposed to be. So, so how, how far are you into writing the book? Okay, so like a requirement for an adult fat, like fiction is like 180,000 words and I'm 30,000 words in. So that's, if someone is interested in uh, interested in writing a book, mm-hmm. what's the process of writing a book and then getting it published? All right. So step one, anyone can do it, which is just write a first draft. Um, it shouldn't you shouldn't care about like like composition or like whether it flows right or not. You don't worry about those things. Just get your words on paper and like check the requirement for whatever genre you're reading. You're writing. So if it's an adult fiction, it's 180 to 100,000. If it's young adult, it's like around 50 to, to 80,000. And if you're writing a storybook or a picture book for children, it should be under 1,000 words. Mm. But there are restrictions, so just check on that. And then after you are done with writing your first draft, which is uh, in the writing community referred to sometimes as your vomit draft, which is just you just putting <laughs> vomiting words <laughs> yes. into like one just document. Just throw it on in there, yeah. Yeah. And then what you would do is you would find, that if you're going through a traditional route, you would find yourself an agent and you would find yourself, and your agent will find you. Publishing, publishing house. houses. And he would contact them directly or her. If you're doing it personally and you're not going through the, the traditional route, you could A, just self-edit or pay for an editor and publish online and you get all the money that's just for you or you know point b which is using the amazon um, on-demand publishing so you would sell books and the amount of books that are sold are the amount of books that are printed so it's not a huge liability on you as an author so you don't invest a lot of money into it and you only print the amount of books that you sell So, so this takes me into like thinking about mm-hmm. how did you start writing? Did you have a journal growing up? Did you like have a diary? Or mm-hmm. I'm sure this this is this is not your first uh, no not not at all experiment in writing. It's really not. I I wrote most of my life. I actively have a journal to this day. Started. Do you still journal with the, like a pen and a paper? Yes, I use pen and paper. I am very you know Stephen King when it comes to that. Yeah, I I feel like writing on. On a, on a laptop or a computer is something it's usually not thought out, thought out. like if I'm writing on if I'm typing because yeah. of the kind of job that I have yeah. I was like someone's PA for a year yeah I can write whatever I'm like whatever conversation is happening in the room like I can transcribe it and yeah. that's what I feel like writing on a screen is like it's just transcribing the thoughts that are happening in my mind yeah. but if I use a pen and paper it feels more deliberate and i take my time with it your creativity starts to like yeah and i feel like i take my time like i don't want to use the gemini reference again but <laughs> i feel like my mind races a million minds in a minute so if i'm just trying to keep up with my mind it would just be thousands of words that don't mean anything yeah. but if i sit down and 
slow down a yes. little bit. I can write a... And you pace it out. Mm -hmm. Great. So that takes me to asking you, I'm sure Oh, you wait, have... did I answer the question? Yeah, you did. About... You, you journaled. Yeah, but that wasn't my first <coughs> attempt at, like, this book is not my first attempt at serious writing. Mm. Um, I tried to get, like, uh, short stories published, oh. and that didn't work out. <laughs> and uh, I had a... I wrote under a pseudonym, so not with my real name, for about a year now. Um, I don't like sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's keep it private. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, yeah. I did that for a year. It was an experiment. I had a severe phobia of sharing what I write with really? anyone. Yeah, Why? for most of my life. Why? Um, I don't know. I feel like I can't take I couldn't take criticism very well okay. when I was younger. In terms of writing. Yeah, I, I couldn't take it. You know, if I put my heart and soul into something and someone was like, oh, I don't think this is good. It was not something. But you weren't ready for that. I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. I thought it's a craft. And the good thing about my dad is he he always one of the he was one of those people that I could always turn to him and he would be 100 percent honest with me. And if I wrote something and he thought this is like, OK, you're 80 percent. You can do better. And I'm, I can take that from him. But random strangers, I feel always misinterpret like when you're a writer especially when you write fiction people misinterpret your creativity yeah so they would project whatever they're feeling onto your writing yes. so not necessarily what you mean they wouldn't interpret what you write as what you mean they would interpret it in the way that they see it yeah so i had a bit of a problem sharing what i write especially with the topics that i share which are sometimes a little bit too philosophical <laughs> yeah yeah so you have plenty of unpublished books Uh, not books, but short stories, a lot of poetry, and um, just and they're on English. Yeah, I don't, I don't write in Arabic. I don't know why. Um, maybe because I grew up reading like English, English. and you but, think in English. I think. Uh, this is a conversation <laughs> I had with someone last week. You did. Uh, she said, "Well, whatever you, whatever language you dream in, yes. or whatever language you think in your head, is your first language." language. And I said, not really. I grew up speaking Arabic, and my first language is Arabic. But I, my internal dialogue, like if I'm having a conversation with myself or trying to figure something out, it's in English. Yeah. And I think that's just because like we grew up reading a lot in English. And also, I blame Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> I'm sure all writers have quirks. Mm. Do you have a quirk or a certain mood when you sit down and write? You know, the I'm going to talk about the stereotype of writers, like... Um, the black coffee. The black coffee, the picture of roses, yeah. like the laptop at a coffee shop. Yeah. Because a scene where they're like tousled hair and glasses <laughs> and an yeah. Oxford yeah, shirt. Especially you know the I mean? glasses. Oxford shoes. <laughs> that whole stereotype, I'm, I'm not that person. Um, first of all, yeah, I love coffee, but I usually write early morning, like as soon as I wake up. How early is that? Like five o'clock? Five a.m. My routine for when I seriously started thinking about writing this book, I did. There's this girl on YouTube that has a channel where she's also an, a writer. She's an aspiring writer, and she um, tests all these authors' ways of working. So every author has like a routine, hmm. um, and she tests them out. And she, she, she. I didn't notice, but apparently, I have the same routine as Neil Gaiman. He writes everything by hand. And then that's his first draft. And then he types it out. And that's what he does on a daily basis. Like an amount of words. He thinks 500 words a day is a successful day. I am not that consistent. <laughs> I have a, a routine where I at least a thousand words a day is good. I wake up at 5 a.m., just have a glass of water, start writing. 
and then I get ready for work. And you do that on a daily basis? Yeah, every single day. Every even, single day, you're even right. Even weekends, yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm trying to get a book done <laughs> by the end of the you year. You said how many, how many words is a book? Uh, it's uh, 80 to 100,000. Wow. So I'm not even close. And this is not counting. So uh, on a daily basis, I wake up and I write. But writing could be either I write something new, like fully new. I edit something that I already wrote. Or sometimes it just means like I sit down and look at my structure and try to revisit whether I what I wrote makes sense now since the progress I made. If I want to restructure my book, I do that. And, uh, and that just means writing to me. It doesn't mean like every day I sit down and I write a thousand words. That's not what happens on a daily basis. Yeah. So, so what else do you like? I feel like you're a very interesting person. I'm sure you have a lot of other things that you like to do other than reading and writing. Yeah. What are your other hobbies? I mean, are they considered hobbies if you don't practice them all the time? Yeah. <laughs> like, I have phases. <laughs> but I've been into... Well, I volunteer, first of all. Is is I think of it as a hobby because, like, I enjoy it. I don't feel like it's work. Volunteer for what? Yeah, I volunteer um, for... Basically, I have a degree in an equivalent of HR, so organizational behavior. Mm-hmm. So I help graduates and... Uh, people who are like job seekers like form their cvs That's and help amazing. them training for interviews yeah. and and also uh there's this group called uh one Aman, and basically you can uh as a person as an ambassador for them you have one to three um wait what are the un 17 sustainability goals so you pick one to three out of the un 17 sustainability goals hmm. and you try to spread awareness or help people achieve those goals in Amman. Yeah. And the ones I was uh, focusing on, and I still am as much as I can, is help uh, people find decent jobs by freelancing Mm -hmm. and finding them opportunities to whatever whatever job or like if you're a writer or if you're an artist or a photographer or you're a job seeker, that I help you create a portfolio of work so you can have a better job of being employed. Join us in listening to interesting stories from OQ. Subscribe to Sabla X.